None of us know how far this is going to go in terms of numbers. What we do know is the figures all get fiddled. I mean, the CPI that the Americans used in 1980 would show an inflation rate not of 5.3%, but of 12.5%. And this is the issue. You know, economists can talk about inflation, but people, ordinary folk, will be talking about the cost of living. Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week in review with Nigel Farage. Nigel, there's been a lot of talk about whether the Bank of England and other uh, central banks around the world will be raising interest rates in coming weeks and months. What's your take? And, you know, obviously we don't have a crystal ball here. We don't know for sure. But I think talking through what's going on and why this discussion about interest rates is popping up now will help people prepare for what's coming. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking for some time. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't. Um, Damned if they do because of levels of indebtedness in society and because putting up rates, uh, just the enormous pressure that's going to put on mortgages, for argument's sake, when, you know, cost of living is clearly going to become Uh, the key political issue over the course of the next months and perhaps even years. So damned if they put them up because of the levels of indebtedness, damned if they put them up because of the size of government debt. And let's not forget, you know, 2010, UK national debt was 650 billion. It's now over 2 trillion. I mean, wow. You know, you're looking, if interest rates go up at annual repayments, not being not just being bigger than the defence budget, but perhaps being about the level of the education budget and on from there. But damned if they don't, because they have somehow to dampen inflationary demand that's going on within the economy. However, um, I think the ship has sailed. And if you look over the last week, you know, dozens of governments, dozens of central banks all over the world have started to put rates up. We clearly are now at the end of the ultra low interest rate period. We've been going through it for well over a decade. We're clearly coming out of that. Yes, rates will go up, um, almost certainly up to a quarter uh, at some point in the next few weeks. We've got a budget coming up on October the 27th. Uh, so, yes, I, my, my own take on it now is rates go up uh, between now and Christmas and probably go up again between Christmas and perhaps the spring. And, and I don't see the government has any choice. And actually, look at the rates in the markets. They're being forced in that, in that, in that direction anyway. It seems to me that this whole energy crisis story and rising energy prices have sort of tipped central bankers over the edge into finally having to acknowledge the inflation that's been playing out. And what I find very interesting about that is that the energy crisis is to some extent transitory. It will end at some point. And I find it very ironic that after almost a year of saying, don't worry about the inflation, it's transitory. The particular issue that has pushed them over the edge into acknowledging the inflation and talking about interest rate hikes is a, a, a transitory trigger for prices. Yeah, I mean, look, the energy crisis isn't the cause of what's about to happen, isn't the cause of inflation. It's a symptom of what's going on within the larger economy, which in the short term feeds into it and makes it ever so slightly worse. Um, but what is absolutely clear to me is there is more money. More money has been created over the course of the last couple of years at an astonishing level, massive increases in money supply, still chasing the same number of goods. And you add that uh, to 
the huge disruptions we've had to global trade. I mean, even the Suez Canal being closed for that period of time, even that, you know, takes months and months and months to sort out. So, you know, Felixstowe Port, Maersk were turning away um, ships with containers the other day, but you've got the same thing happening in Los Angeles. So this is actually right across the world. Um, and, and the one thing that isn't transitory, and this is interesting, Nick, is the Fed have been saying that inflationary pressures were transitory. They've now admitted this week they're not transitory. Um, the only people who seem to be hanging on to the illusion uh, that inflation is not back within the system are the International Monetary Fund, who are ultimately just a branch office of the European Commission, and they send various European commissioners and people over there until they all go to prison, which nearly all of them do. Um, but apart from the IMF, you know, people now understand, and we've discussed this, on this podcast before, and I think it's a point that bears repetition. Inflation is a disease of money caused by government, and the disease is starting to take hold. None of us know how far this is going to go in terms of numbers. What we do know is the figures all get fiddled. I mean, the CPI that the Americans used in 1980 would show an inflation rate not of 5.3%, but of 12.5%. And this is the issue. You know, economists can talk about inflation, but people, ordinary folk, will be talking about the cost of living. One of the interesting distinctions that we've talked about a lot in the past is the idea of the fact that the, the government benefits from inflation rising without interest rates keeping up. It's called financial repression. Bondholders, investors in government debt effectively get ripped off by this phenomenon. And that's one of the reasons why we suspect that the central banks are happily engineering a bit of inflation without raising interest rates. But now they've said that actually they will raise interest rates. So well, what is the effect of this on, on our argument for financial repression? No, 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 no. They'll raise interest rates, but they won't raise interest rates enough to seriously dampen inflation. That, I think, is the point. If you go back to the early 80s, when Thatcher and, and Howe wanted to deal with inflation, you know, rates were put up savagely. Rates were put up to 12%. But I, I think the real point here is, but to dampen down inflationary demand, rates would need to go up quite a lot. They're not. So let's just sum up this conversation. Rates are going up. Yes, they'll go up between now and Christmas. I'm almost certain they'll go up between Christmas and the spring, but they're not going to go up. They'll go up at a quarter. You know, We could be at half a percent for the spring. I don't see them putting them up any more than that. What makes this fascinating is that even the small increases in interest rates would be so dangerous given the huge amount of debt. And so you've got these two bizarre outcomes of, of a deflationary debt crisis, like we're familiar with from 2008, and inflation getting completely out of hand because the interest rates cannot be raised fast enough to bring down the inflation. Which is it going to be? Uh, look, there's no question in my mind that rates will not get put up too much because the implications of that are just so enormous. So we'll live with inflation. It'll help government. Um, deflate away some of its debt, and everybody else will pay the price. I mean, and that's the truth of it. And that's why smart investors have got to be thinking hard about inflation and ways to hedge against inflation. You know, money in the bank, for those that have been prudent, is going to devalue quite horribly.